Hello everyone and welcome back again to the DUSX podcast, the Innovations Editions, where we'll share daily top headlines on innovation news and startups on the rise. In today's news, we have Pinterest planning to go public this year, Instagram threatening to attack Pinterest with what's called the public collections, and more on startups, we have search marketing company Botify that raised $20 million dollars. Then, how funds got really weird at the Mobile World Congress, and uh, we will introduce as well the Microsoft HoloLens 2. Then we'll move on to how facial recognition technology follows you, even when you shop. And finally, we'll leave you with uh, one question, which is, can AI and GDPR coexist? That was brought to us by eMarketer. So let's start with Pinterest. According to the Wall Street Journal, the company has joined the long list of high-flying technology uh, companies planning to go public in 2019. So the reports indicate that the company is planning to debut on the stock market in April this year, with Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Chase as the lead underwriters of its offering. So for you to have an idea, Pinterest has more than 10 years now. It was founded in 2008 by Ben Silverman. And it employs almost 2,000 people uh, across 13 cities. And the business brought in around 700 million in ad revenues in 2018, which was 50% increase year over year. And the company so far has gathered $12.3 billion in valuation in 2017, with 150 million financing and raised uh, $1.5 billion in venture capital funding. So right now they have 250 million monthly active users and the fact that they are planning to go public, it's not very uh, surprising. So they will be following Lyft as well, which is also planning to go public. Lyft, it's a ride hailing company and it's also planning to go public on Nasdaq in March this year. And they are kind of the competitor of Uber, except that Lyft was valued at um, around $15 billion, while Uber's valuation is around $100 billion. And so we move on to the next news. While Pinterest is planning to go public this year, Instagram is cooking something that might be threatening to Pinterest IPO, the same way that Instagram did two years ago to Snapchat before its IPO. So a reverse engineered specialist that works for TechCrunch called Jane Wong, she discovered something on Instagram uh, for Android code called um, Make Collections Public. She was able to generate a screenshot of the prototype And the prototype shows the ability to toggle on public visibility for a collection and tag contributors who can also add to the collection. So right now the collections have been always private, so each person can organize the bookmarks and um, they, can, they can do that through the safe feature on Instagram. This was launched in 2016. But if Instagram or when Instagram plans to make this um, make make collection public public uh, then it can potentially threat um, Pinterest IPO because it becomes literally Pinterest competitor that's what 
Pinterest does. It allows users to make collections public and for each person to uh, add specific bookmarks or pictures or anything to, um, to, a, to a collection. The public collections can also fuel Instagram's commerce strategy that Mark Zuckerberg recently said that it would be a big part for the um, roadmap. And Pinterest already has a personalized shopping feed in Explore. And The Verge's Casey Newton reported last year that Instagram was working on a dedicated shopping app. So it's, it's easy to imagine uh, fashionistas, magazines and brands sharing collections of their favorite buyable items uh, on, these, on these features. Here's a catch. Uh, it's worth reminding that Instagram launched its copycat to Snapchat stories six months before Snapchat went public. And because of that, Snapchat's growth rate um, was reduced by 88%. So two years later, right now, Snapchat isn't growing at all. And its share price is just a third of its peak. And still, uh, Instagram has 1 billion monthly users, 500 million daily users, and it's four times the size of Pinterest. So, so uh, people um, or Instagram users may just think it's good enough to have those public collections features instead of creating something from scratch on Pinterest. So this might potentially make things go not the right way for Pinterest on its uh, next IPO. And up next on today's news, we have Botify, a search engine optimization company that raised $20 million in Series B funding. The company or startup, they already work with Expedia and Nike. And they are interesting because most people normally think about SEO in terms of keyword optimization, but these guys, they are, they are speaking about other things like indexing websites, which for them, they say that there are more than 50% of the pages in the large websites that are not being indexed. And Botify can identify which pages aren't being crawled by Google and make recommendations on how to better organize the content. Um, they have also done keyword product as well as tools like JavaScript crawler and mobile versus desktop analysis. And what they want to do or what the platform is designed to do is uh, optimization of every stage of search process. So the new funding was led by Francis Invest Partners because the company is French and it was launched in 2016. In the meantime, Botify has also grown their leadership team. They hired a senior vice president of product and also a chief marketing officer. And interestingly, they've also hired BuzzFeed president Greg Coleman to its board of directors. And we move on to the next one. This week, Barcelona must be boiling with innovations and technology. This week, uh, we are celebrating the Mobile World Congress of 2019 in Barcelona, which is happening between the 25th and 28th of February. And today is one of the days. Uh, it still hasn't finished, but so far it has been seeing 
big trends. The two biggest trends in the Mobile World Congress are the foldable phones and the 5G. Of course, they are stealing the show. So as expected, Samsung and Huawei are dominating it with the um, Phones like Galaxy S10 and the foldable Mate X. So this is not no surprise. But surprises are, for example, the Microsoft HoloLens 2. And this is very exciting to see. The HoloLens 2, they are still not ready for consumers, but they are uh, designed for business and enterprise. Perhaps the ones that will be ready for consumer will be the HoloLens 3. But the really great thing about this HoloLens is that they are sleeker, they are lighter, they are comfier to wear, they are super more powerful and their field view is over two times greater than the first HoloLens. So uh, the, the company, the Microsoft, is, was pioneer in augmented reality. Um, it created its first headset in 2015 and it was charging $5,000 a piece. This time it's in $3,500, so it's much lower. And rivals are Magic Leap that, are, um, that were at the time uh, priced uh, with a price tag of $2,300. Um, so these headsets are currently the most expensive on the market. So we have Oculus Rift at 349, HTC's Vive 499, Sony's PlayStation VR 299. There is a reason for them to be uh, more expensive. I mean, for example, most VR headsets come with dedicated controllers and the HoloLens 2, it doesn't. It relies on hand and voice controls via um, Cortana. Uh, the HoloLens right now, they are recognizing 21 points of articulation per hand and allows for more realistic hand motions. Technically, um, that's the most advanced hand tracking on any AR headset that is on the market. Also, its field of view has improved significantly. Before, its field view used to be the size of a deck of cards. And it was it was super tiny, and now it more than doubled that area to 52 degrees. So after all these developments on HoloLens 2, I can't wait to see the version 3 that will be ready to use for consumers. So up next, we have an article that was brought to us by The Guardian, and it's about uh, facial recognition technology following users as they shop in shops like Westfield. They've said that you've probably been scanned and recorded by dozens of hidden cameras built into the centers of digital advertising billboards. The cameras are semi-camouflaged and they can determine your age, your gender and even your mood. And then according to these uh, insights, the advertising on these billboards will be tailored within seconds to uh, you. And this is thanks to this facial detection technology, which was um, developed by a French software called Quivity, and it was founded in 2015. And so these, these are discrete cameras, nobody notices them, and the scariest thing is that they, they, they have 90% of accuracy in determining a person's moods in terms of 
if it's from very happy to very unhappy. At least they have five categories of mood. And even customers' age, they have um, they have an accuracy of at least five years bracket. And this is important for, for advertisers. Advertisers love this type of information. And I speak from my um, experience as well, because I worked in tech and advertising world uh, in, in a team of research and insights. And mood is a very valuable insight, um, especially when it's the mood of shoppers. And, and it will obviously relate to their general sentiment towards a brand if 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 an advertiser takes the the user's um mood and um tailors their ad according to 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 the person's mood um the person will then recall that brand and associate that brand that a person has saw in the advertisement to a specific mood um And it's it's incredible because um, those Westfield uh, centers they have around almost 2,000 billboards installed in 41 stores across Australia and New Zealand. And the question is, can they use this data? Because there's an emphasize that all the data collected is anonymous, and they are using facial detection and not facial recognition technology. But still, is this data private? Should they use this data? And this takes us to our next and last final topic for the day, which is brought to us by eMarketer and it's called Can AI and GDPR Coexist? And the relevancy of this question comes from the fact that AR needs more and more data to train its algorithm, whereas for a company to become GDPR compliant, it's very difficult to acquire data. And we know how important data is, especially for digital marketers. It allows for more sophisticated online advertising, content creation, um, even conversation optimization, but even even for the everyday everyday life, uh, it can be used um, um, behind the personal virtual assistants, or uh, even for uh, Google Home, Amazon Echo. And it's used to recommend films to watch on Netflix, songs to listen on Spotify, etc, etc. From the other side, we have GDPR. And for a company to be GDPR compliant, um, the company needs to tell the person that they are using their data and why they are using it and for what. Um, and it, it the brand needs to guarantee that it won't be used for anything else. But the thing is, companies have no idea of what's happening in what's called the black box. Um, what I mean by that is the black, black box AI. It's put it simply, the idea, the idea is um, companies can understand what goes inside the AI and what comes out. So the input, which are the stimulus and the output or the, or the response but they may not understand what goes the inside of the algorithm. So it's a totally different thing if um, AI can look at the picture and say if it's a cat or it's a dog, um, but if it's used for self-driving cars, medical treatment, defense weaponry, 
um, it may raise some concerns because people are willing to put their lives in the hands of AI-powered applications and the response or the output of the AI will be concerning everyone's lives. So it's important to have transparency and to be sure that people understand how the technology works and how it's making decisions. So I do believe with Adobe's product marketing manager, Tatiana Medja, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, uh, she said it can be particularly sensitive depending on the industry or geography and there is a responsibility to give insight into what can be in a black box. So on top of uh, brands uh, needing, needing to be GDPR compliant, so be transparent with what are they going to use uh, to do with the data and that they are taking the data from users and where they are going to use it. It's also important for them to understand how AI works and to make make that, they, that, that information transparent and um, to transfer it for the users and also at the same time to 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 be to be conscious about the decisions that are done with AI depending on which industry and I think this, this the, there are a lot of developments needing to be done on this field and this is my personal opinion I would love to hear your opinion so please let me know what you think share any comments and any other articles that you may have seen. And uh, I look forward to having you on our next episode. See you then. Bye-bye.